All right. Let's go. Let's get it started. Melissa, Futurama's back. It is. For a third Truly time. Truly good news for everyone. Third, yeah. third, <laughs> third time's a charm. <laughs> yes. The Fox run, the DVD movies, the Comedy Central run, the Hulu run. Yes. It it's, takes many it, forms. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting uh, one that there's been a show like that that is uh, like had that. Like, I feel like that and community are like the, the little shows that could almost right because they got canceled so many times and then picked up again somewhere else and all that stuff but it feels i like futurama has an, an interesting place because it's spanned for such a long time in my life um, mm -hmm. like I, I remember when it first came out and like was a big deal like a new show from the creator of the <laughs> simpsons wow. yeah amazing we just did a, a, a whole big uh, grab bag of Futurama over on the review show and had a blast talking was about big. all of that. Have, have, was have you checked out the new ones yet? I did. I, I, I yeah. yeah. There is at least when I when I did slow down, <laughs> I've got this. There's one that I clicked on Hulu the other night. I there was one new episode available to me to watch. Uh, I watched it with my roommate who was in a similar boat to you. She'd seen it around. She kind of liked it. Didn't know it super well. Yeah, we had an absolute riot of the, a time. The, the new season premiere series premiere for Hulu. The new Futurama uh, was excellent. I was very happy to be back in that same old space. That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, I, I've I've not checked it out yet. I probably won't. Like, F F Futurama has been one of those sh sh shows that's like at some point I want to go back and watch all of it. Like, and that that is also the kind of person that I am. Like, if I'm gonna start a show like that, I'm gonna start from square one, even if there might be some like machete like chopped up order like watch these ones from season one and then those ones from season two and they here you'll know all you know that way you'll have seen the important ones nope <laughs> i want to do it all I... square one here we go for a second i forgot about the machete order in which you watch star wars and i thought you were just naming like a weapon like just any <laughs> yeah. sort of threat like <laughs> I would have watched the 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 slingshot version of Futurama. <laughs> uh, you start in episode like, uh, one, and then you can get like go all the way to the episode three hundred. You saying I want to go back to the beginning, even if there's a machete. A machete made me think of shows where people are like, "Oh, it really gets good in like season two and you're like, "I'd really prefer to start the beginning at season one," and then that person took I mean, out that's a knife. Also, it yeah. like. Season no. two, episode seven. That's where you begin. Do you want to die on this hill? And you're like, I will. <laughs> Season one, episode one or death. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That That's that's also what, what I mean. It's the double edged sword <laughs> order of, of Futurama. <laughs> we need more orders for things. I do think the machete cut, uh, not the machete cut. Nobody's put it together. Maybe Topher Grace has in his own private time as an editor. <laughs> <laughs> but like 
we need more orders for things. Just arbitrary orders for things. The world is very needs funny. more order. That's all. <laughs> Just end, end the sentence right there. <laughs> Good stuff. Melissa, I have a soda as usual. I, I, it's not as usual, Tell but me. as I often do. I have an interesting Most one. times. Melissa, just from the color of this, can, can I have you de de describe it and describe what flavor you think it is? Okay, you're holding up a glass bottle. The soda mm -hmm. inside is bright Kelly green. It's yeah. got a yellow bottle cap and a red label. You're holding mm -hmm. the main text of the label away from me, so I can't see anything that it actually says. Yeah. I I would imagine that given those three colors, I'd say an apple. Apple's uh -huh. known to be green, but known to be red as well, and sometimes right. yellow. So they're like, we're going to pay tribute to all the classic colors of apple in wow, this packaging. You, you sure know your apples. I've seen them. I've, e <laughs> I've eaten them. Uh, this is, in fact, not apple flavor. I don't know if you can read the, the, the text on the label. It says, Billy's Bubble Pop. O orange. Orange? It's orange flavored. It even says, made with real sugar. Uh, I don't know if it has any, like, artificial flavors, all that good stuff. I don't know. It's, yeah, just... It says it's orange flavored. Wow. <laughs> and it's bright as green. This so is an optical I'm, illusion. It, it really is. Let's open this guy up and see how it tastes. Is it true? That's an orange soda. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's it has a little bit of a different aftertaste than your typical orange soda but it is still an orange flavor it's almost mm. like an orange cr cream but it's not mm. um but yeah i i i saw this at pop 66 uh where i got all of these uh, sodas that i've been drinking on some of the we gotta get sponsored here. by pop 66 um, right <laughs> they've come like up that. so frequently Mountain Dew and Pops, right? That's that's, right. that's what what we need. But yeah, next like, next time was... I come to Oklahoma City, we're recording live from Pops. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is when I saw it and I was like, "Ooh, I like that green." And I looked at it, I was like, "Orange? What? No, I have to get this. <laughs> Why is it green? I don't understand." And like that's the the thing is like all of the Billy Bubble Pops sodas were not the colors you would think they were. So you Classic could get an Billy. orange one and it'd be like root beer or you'd get like a, a clear one and it'd be like cola. Just like what? these are How for pranks. Yeah, these are prank sodas. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that is what I am sipping on. But ladies and je 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 gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to episode 246 of the Whatnots Captain's Log, where each week we thirst for the taste of legend. I almost said legend. vengeance. It almost came back. You know what you not, need I to do? It. You need to get six of those bottles of weird Billy sodas, strip the labels off, and do like a soda Russian roulette with friends. Yeah, that'd be fun. 
That'd be fun. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, my name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, Hello. how's your week been? Are you a gum guy? No. I like gum just fine. How I often? remember it was like the cool thing to do in high school to be like, screw you, <laughs> teacher. I'm going to eat gum anyways. <laughs> when you had so few ways to rebel safely. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gum was one of the top. How yeah. often do you enjoy a gum? Very rarely. Okay. Um, I mean, like every once in a while, if whether I have it or someone else does, especially if they offer me one and it's like, yeah, we did just get like some big greasy burgers or some real like mm. garlicky something like let's, you know, let's get something to to put some more order into the world. Right. Let's let's right. calm things down a little bit. But usually, no, that's very few and far between. Gum flavor preferences uh not a big fan of the like hot cinnamon i'm fine with it if that's what Mm. we got but i i'll I'll go for like the juicy fruit or bubble gum flavor yeah i don't know i'm not super picky i've been thinking about gum a lot today wow gum is such a it's such a weird food (laughs) first off is it food (laughs) Question number one. Hmm. Asking some hard hitting questions. It's so ubiquitous, but nobody talks about it. There are no discussions had about gum. You and I have in five years of doing this never mentioned gum. We could start the first gum podcast. The gum cast. see if that's actually that, a that audio sounds really troubling i don't think people would stand for that it would have to be a newsletter no audio involved we mail you a postcard once a month that describes a gum we had it'd be like an Nobody... asmr podcast so it is the like mouth sounds while we're sitting there like that can be oh, somebody's yeah. vibe i think this gum is really good <laughs> it's it's got notes of pepper and mint it has notes of winter and green (laughs) but it's orange who would have thought how'd they do that i i'm a gum fan in in specific scenarios gum is my afternoon treat at work after i have lunch uh just to what We're, we're too slow the gum cast already exists it is a podcast that uh, did two episodes. Oh, my God. Uh, Michigan Gumcast Week 10 from November 11th, 2020. An hour and 16 minutes. The description says no gummies. Lots of stupidity. Episode two Gumcast semis with Tato from December 16th, 2020. 42 minutes long. Uncut and unedited, <gasps> raw like the sex I have. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Podcast over. <laughs> Good definitely Lord. that I definitely have all the time with right, so yeah. many supermodels. 
on especially top of the Ferrari. with a podcast called <laughs> Gumcast. <laughs> Every afternoon at work, I enjoy myself a gum as a treat. Sure. Just to sort of keep myself occupied where, while I do the more mundane tasks. And I'll enjoy gum during a movie. Always have a gum during a movie keeps me from drinking water. I'm staying in my seat. I don't get up during movies. I have rules. So in these situations, I really enjoy gum. I rely on gum. Mm -hmm. If somebody asked me, I guess, do you love gum? I don't know if I'd say I love it, but it is a helpful tool in my life. And there have been times. (laughs) And I think that's the relationship most people have with gum. Do people love gum whose names aren't Violet Beauregard? I don't. Did she even love the gum or did she just have her eyes on a, a dumb world record? I'm going to chew the gum the most because no I think I can do it. Like, does she, is she happy? <laughs> she turns into a blueberry. I don't know how she feels then. It, it, it feels like the Guinness Book of World Records has been on the decline since the <laughs> early t- 2000s. So maybe... Back in the day, there were some gum ch- champions, right? Some, some, some. The Joey g- Chestnuts gum of gum enthusiasts, yeah. But nowadays, yeah, it, it, it's like watching a documentary on like whoever had the like biggest bubble gum bubble from 1995 in the Guinness Book of World Records, and now you just get to like follow them around in their daily life nowadays. When did the gum bubble pop, right? When did (laughs) gum become not as popular? Maybe when hot fries became popular, because I don't think we've had those forever. But that's when you need gum. You eat the hot fries and then you have gum. Did you go to a hot fries high school like I did? Yeah. (laughs) Did all of us? Are Absolutely. we just the hot fries generation? Absolutely. Yeah. We were all hot. I wasn't. But if you asked me to name the foods of my peers, we were all hot fries and sour belts. That second one I'm not familiar with. Oh, like a rainbow? Little rainbow candies? I, I can imagine what they are. The like sh- the like sour strips of those guys. Gummy-ish candy. Yeah. 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 Um I I like gum. I I rely on <laughs> gum. I've <laughs> once like a couple of years ago cuz I would try and and mix it up, try different flavors. Sure. Uh, I found that during the times when I had to wear a a mask at work, like I had to revert to mm, fruit yeah. gums because otherwise mm-hmm. I'm like chewing a mint gum and like breathing mint air up at my eyes between the gap in my mask and i'm like this is bad for eyes you're not supposed to get mint in them so get like a raspberry gum or something just mint mint like that yeah i think what's my favorite mint wintergreen maybe i like the orbit sweet mint I'm really going to have a conversation about gum to make up for how nobody else talks about gum. Like, we we all, I think, have our, we all have our secret 
gum thoughts and preferences, but they are just never worth speaking about until tonight. I, gum gets its day in the sun. I think I fell off of gum. I've been sober 15 whole years. Uh, no, I, I think I fell off of gum right around the time that f- f- five gum like came into the consciousness in a major way i don't know if they were like an older gum that had been around but they had that ad campaign that was like edgier right or trying to to five gum and it's like you fall into a pool full of ball bearings exactly and it's just like i still don't understand what it's like to chew extreme never will i'm done I another thing I realized if we're we're (laughs) talking I'm the one person who went the other way (laughs) I quit gum to pick up smoking (laughs) you love it you love to see it If we're talking sodas, regardless of your actual personal preference, everybody knows Coca-Cola, king of sodas. And I'm like, what's the king of gums? Like, if I Google best gum, is there like a matchable article ranking these? Has anybody thought about gum that hard? Or is the answer just, I don't know, what's on sale? What's in stock in the checkout line? Do I want blue or green? That's how much people think about gum. So I Googled best gum and I found an article from your own GoPuff. You cite often as a source of of sending you alcohol and candy and things. Mm -hmm. And they've Mm -hmm. got, they don't give you any (laughs) rulings. Like they didn't say like we invited a 12 person gum council to decide who like the best best brand best for teeth best mint best cinnamon best you know for whitening etc like they These just say it and they don't tell you doctors, why recommended by dentists right. recommended by right. matt like, who's on his staff in, in in the back there right <laughs> like they said oh where's the one they do talk about the orbit sweet mint which i do enjoy it's labeled best gum for teeth orbit sweet mint um you want fresh breath. You want to take care of your teeth, but you want to treat yourself too. Orbit hears you. This article treats gum like a real treat. And it yeah. isn't a luxury. It's, it's like the the minimum of treat. This is the least treat a treat can be to fall under the category is gum. Uh, You're not even so, supposed to swallow it. <laughs> is it food? I don't know. It says, keep your mouth feeling fresh and boost your confidence with sugar-free gum. Given the seal of acceptance by the American Dental Association for superior quality. So just acceptance is where we're setting the bar here. It's not lauded, but they permit orbit sweetening gum. Ran experiments and all that stuff and then just go, yeah, acceptable. (laughs) and it says superior quality again what does that mean like there's no comparison from gum to gum which is what i was looking for like if you put 
trident and extra next to each other what are the benefits of both next year our taste test episode all the gums we can think of that's gonna be maddening like our mouths are a mouth can't take that much mint at once i don't think well you'd have to switch it up right you'd have to have like the you have to do the like wine tasting thing where you have something to rinse your mouth <laughs> she out for and just 10 spit seconds back it. spit yeah. it out yeah. god we just yeah. have gross little gum buckets <laughs> we, we, we're still in a vineyard we brought the gum to a vineyard oh no we're outside <laughs> oh spit no gum into buckets <laughs> Okay, but this GoPuff blog article lists five gum peppermint cobalt as best pick me up gum. And what it says is five gum peppermint cobalt will shake up your day. Its intense flavor is a wake up call for your mouth and makes your day more daring. Get ready to step out of your comfort zone and try something new with peppermint. Like, it's purely, like, even calling this flavor text, this is not on the same level as what we call flavor text, this GoPuff blog. Like, they just looked in the GoPuff catalog of what gums can people order from us. Let's, like, come up with two sentences (laughs) about each gum. Like, it really, what is the rubric? How are you determining these? How is this going to make me more daring? What do you mean wake up call? Like, is it a literally a more intense gum? Well, that's like the thing. peppermint like, flavor than anybody else. Like, this I, seems so subjective. And I, I want think, like objective science about how gums are good. I feel like gum has taken on a similar space to mints, right? In in the, in the sense that the, the mint has a purpose. It is meant mm-hmm. to yes freshen your breath. Right. To be like, you just ate some real greasy, garlicky thing. You can fix that with a mint. Um, Gum can do the same thing, but gum can also be like infused with nicotine. If you are trying to get off of cigarettes, unlike me, I just started. Right. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Or or like it can be infused with caffeine and can be like a small pick me up. If you can it. Um, can it have you literally seen caffeine gum or are you imagining this see this is the question i see caffeine what is it gonna do to me googling this much about gum let me see okay military energy gum meg a hundred milligrams (laughs) of caffeine that's gonna put me in a trench for sure rev gum (laughs) yeah yeah. rev yeah max jolt uh yeah i mean it it looks like there is like caffeinated gum i'm sure you could even do some like weed gum or something like that i'm Um, sure yeah any sort of substance can be put in a gum and that's the thing like it, it it is it it has Purposes like that, but can also kind of be like a fidget spinner kind of thing. It just occupies exactly. your mouth. That's what I use to, it for. Exactly. Fidget spinner for teeth. Exactly. Exactly. So. 
that I, I think is is the purpose of gum. You never see gum recipes. You've never heard of a person making gum at home. Nobody uses a gum, gum recipe from their grandmother from the old country. There's no Italian gum. <laughs> I, I Googled it today. I've never seen one. I'm like, gum recipe. And it's like, first you start with a gum base. And I'm like, what's that? Where right, does yeah. that come from? You never go to the farmer's market. Nobody makes artisanal gum. There's no small batch gum. Yeah. Like, it's like in this I, weird I, I, shadow realm of foods. It's fallen through the crack. Is it food? Is it tool? What I is am gum? finding gum recipes, but it's exactly what you said. It's like, all right, start with a third cup of gum base. And it's like, <laughs> what? What? Is that at Kroger? Can I get right. that at Walmart? Where Can is I go this? to Whole Foods? Like- literally tell me if I can't buy it in a store, even a specialty store. I, I'm not doing it. I, I refuse yeah. to order an ingredient online. I have to buy an ingredient with my own two hands, please. Yeah. I just, I just think I thought about gum so little that then I flipped the other way and now I'm thinking about it too hard. That's it. We've out gummed ourselves. <laughs> I really do like a variety of gums and I tried to find a subscription box. Like just if I know I have oh. like five to seven gums a week. Can I just have somebody mail me new gum every month? And I Googled Probably it could. and it's like there's sites that seem like they did have a gum subscription box once that stopped. Uh, they just don't exist anymore. There's not enough demand or it's stuff like, yeah, you can just get a recurring package from Amazon of the same trident you always get. Or if you have like a quip toothbrush where they yeah. send you new toothbrush heads in the mail you can add right you can add gum onto that but it's not like it's not for uh the culinary enjoyment of gum it's it's only for teeth gotcha i gotcha um gum we solved it there you go (laughs) we just we just asked a lot more questions (laughs) that's how i've been this week i've been gum (laughs) <laughs> Alyssa, speaking of questions, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you ever just have a really long streak of bad luck? I I have streaks of my own ineptitude, but it never feels like it's coming from some outside cosmic karmic force. <laughs> well, it feels karmic in that it's like this is entirely driven by me. I Interesting. did this. Interesting, because I I feel like my partner and I have just had like two weeks of just straight up bad luck. Uh, Both stepped on a rake. <laughs> black cats everywhere, broken mirrors, <laughs> under ladders, all sorts of stuff. Uh, no, I yeah, it just it's one of those times where like everything is going wrong at the same time. Um, and not in our relationship, but just like stuff in the house or like at our jobs or just in our mm-hmm. life, like all sorts of stuff is just going wrong. Um, and I will tell you all about that when we come back from the break, because we're going to ah. do some housekeeping real 
quick. We'll be right back. Here at the Whatnots, we make multiple different shows, and a lot of hard work goes into making On them. Futurama, so they've always had, whenever the characters are watching TV, they'll cut away, and it's place a to show Twilight Zone style show called a month, The Scary Door. You can get early door. access to episodes. The new one is, it's exactly the same, but it's called The Scary Mirror. Podcast, the Pilots Club. You can even get a shout out and thank you on most of our shows at the $5 tier. And if you're one of our patrons already, Thank you so much. It means the world to us. You can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. You can also find us on YouTube and Twitch for video versions of the shows, trailer reactions, and live streams. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a hoodie or a mug or something else, head over to thewhatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. All right, we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. We love you a lot. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Love you more uh, than gum. Wow, that's saying a lot, considering the conversation we just had <laughs> all about gum. Um, over on the Pilots Club, our Patreon-exclusive podcast this past month, we covered Cable G -G -G Girls, a soapy 1920s period piece uh, set in Spain uh, on Netflix. You guys can go check it out. Uh, and coming up this next month, the pilot of Veronica Mars is what we will be talking about. Uh, so be on the lookout for all of that. Over on the review show, we already mentioned it. We covered some Futurama, seven episodes from the length, the entirety of um, all 10 seasons of Futurama that there was. Um, so timely episode with that over on the reactor core melissa yeo and i just finished recording our thoughts on secret invasion the finale happened this week and we got to talk about that we also got to record a spoiler cast for barbie and oppenheimer but we did those all mm -hmm. like an all-in-one barbenheimer experience they belong um, together they do belong together. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, and then coming up this next weekend, we will be discussing the Venture Bros movie. The Venture Bros Radiant is the blood of the baboon heart. I watched it earlier today, uh, so I can't wait to talk about it. It's going to be good. Um, yeah. And then right here on the captain's log if you didn't ch check out all of the shenanigans we were up to last weekend we talked about stuff like the moon landing what food challenges we do and if a real cheeseburger is actually just made out of like 20 stacks of cheese <laughs> 20 slices in a stack sure yeah. i don't know how you determine how much is a stack and then have 20 of whatever that amount is who knows who knows uh but yeah we got all up to all sorts of stuff last week it was fun we have a lot of great content here at the whatnots for you to check out <laughs> um but yeah that is about it for housekeeping so let's get back to my bad luck <laughs> okay so yeah we've just had like everything go wrong in in the past well it, it's 
kind of bubbled up in the past two weeks. Some of this stuff has been ongoing or stuff like that. Um, my partner got into a bit of an accident in her car, ah! uh, which sucked. Thankfully, the other person's insurance is paying for or something. She's not having to pay. It is about That's to get f- f- fixed. Uh, all, all that good stuff. But yeah, the guy was like driving on the shoulder of the road to cut through traffic and just completely like swiped her. Um, so that sucks. Um, and that was like after there was another thing with the car that happens like a month or two ago. And she, we, we just dealt with that. And then this ha- ha- happened and it was just like, oh, this sucks. Um, on top of that, she tried to buy me these posters from this guy's website, this, uh, these like custom art print posters that this guy made. Um, and he was having a sale, which is how she found out about it, bought two of them. I think one of them was in this sale and one was not, um, but had a, a, a whole big thing with him in which he just kind of stole her money. Oh. And that was it. Um, she the 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 ones that were on sale were supposed to ship within 12 weeks. Uh, the ones that weren't that were like were in stock, I, I think, um, were like four weeks that four weeks went by. Nothing came that 12 weeks went by. Nothing came uh and so she was just like hey what's going on she had been in 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 contact with him a couple times um and eventually just started getting like real short responses from the guy just all that stuff and then he stopped responding the 12 weeks went by and then she got in contact with her bank to be like well what can i do about this and they were like well um Technically, it's if it's after those 12 weeks, that's the cutoff period for when you can do like a charge. Oh, the back thing. So it was essentially he stole all of her money for these posters. Thankfully, she's disputed it and it it got taken care of. But still, it was just like, now we have to deal with this. Like someone just stole all this money. Um, And uh on my side of things, or I, I, I guess for both of us, um, we've had a consistent issue with our plumbing since we moved Oof. in here. That like dirt and sewage was coming back up into the tub every so right. often. And we would call a plumber. They would like go on top of our roof and somehow like snake it what? all out with some big machine that like went down in there and did all that. <laughs> don't ask me. I'm not a plumber. I, does... I, I don't know how. Pl- <laughs> but plumbers they had to go on the and roof. roof. Those, don't, yeah. those don't go together. Unless you're he, Mario. They, they had to get on the roof uh, to use this machine to like snake it um, from some vent in the thing. Who knows what? Um, but they did that a couple times and at the end of the day, they were just kind of like, unfortunately, your problem is probably just old pipes. Um, oh. So we can we can snake it out for you 
edit it'll fix it like more immediately but it's probably going to happen every six to eight months and it happened periodically uh one time they came and then like a month after it happened again and we were like you said six to eight months what the hell dude um and we eventually tried uh sulfuric acid uh which is like drano on steroids um so we we did that and the even that didn't seem to work things were still getting clogged up and coming back up uh so we finally got a new plumber to come check this out and almost immediately he was like oh i know what the issue is um and he was like let me guess the other plumbers just tried to like snake it out and that was it i was like yeah he was like yeah they, they they didn't do a thing like they didn't do a thing so essentially he went out back behind our house dug a hole where a certain pipe is to show us the pipe and was like your pipe is shattered like there is roots in this thing it is like that's why like dirt and stuff is coming in like your pipe is basically destroyed um so he was like, unfortunately, that means now that I dug this hole, you can't really use your toilets or shower all that much. Use it sparingly. Um, and he was like, we'll p- put in the bid to, you know, hey, if we can start working on this. But then he left. And we didn't hear anything. And well, we didn't hear just, anything for two or three just days. just leave a hole in somebody's backyard. Right. And we've had an issue with our property management company where we would put in a maintenance request and would just hear nothing. There was some that like went unopened for months. Uh, Thankfully, it was not like an urgent thing, Mm. but it was just like you guys have like it has the read receipt on it. Like you haven't even looked at this thing yet. Um, There's been stuff where they said they would get on it. And then again, just no word for weeks. Um, and so we've we've gotten very upset with them and wrote them like long reviews of like the service here was all like the, the or like the actual person who came to do the thing. Spectacular. They were good. They were mm-hmm. fine. But you guys like mm-hmm. just no transparency, no communication. We have to call you. You're asking us to call, call, call these maintenance people when that's your job all sorts of stuff um so we had to do the same thing and like call and call multiple times to be like hey i called yesterday you said you would call back you never did and they'd just be like oh uh okay yeah we'll get back to you on that and it's just like no we're staying on the line until we get an answer um so it's been a nightmare but uh, they finally came today to dig up all of our backyard and replace the pipe. They had a full like they had to like take down our back fence and then go in through the Luigi's Pizza parking lot with a like <laughs> bobcat like like construction work wow crane thing to dig up all of this stuff. Yeah, um, so thankfully that's now taken care of, but. A day or two after we had all of that, like, just start, our uh, oven stopped working. <sighs> Thankfully, the stove 
works like we can still cook on the stove but the uh, oven itself is just not not mm. working uh it's 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 just been like one thing after another after another last thing about all of this i've been in the process of getting a crown on one of my mm. now that i have a full-time job and i have insurance and all of that good stuff um i can catch up with that um and i got a temporary crown on recently and they're gonna put the permanent one on start of next month um and like a, a week ago it j just came off Oof. by itself like wasn't even chewing on anything like sticky or 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 like hard it was just it just just off and it was just, i was like what no <laughs> what so i had to go all the way back to the dentist to get that put on again when i first left I forgot it. I left it at home, so I had to tell my Uber to like turn around and go back to my house to go it's get just, the it's thing. It's just like in a cup on the counter. <laughs> I had it in a little plastic bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, "Hey, Doc, uh, this thing came off." This um, is like when somebody's finger comes off in a movie. <laughs> put yeah. it in, Save in a, it. In a put it in a bag. <laughs> right. We, we'll need that later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. That's been my life the past uh -huh. like two weeks. Just one thing after another, after <laughs> another bad luck after bad. Thankfully, most of it has like worked out or gotten taken care of. Mm. Um, so it's not like sticking and everything is go 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 gone wrong that way, at least. So that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. Indeed. Oh, man. Um Let's see here. What else can we talk I, about? What is the biggest puppet you've ever seen? Biggest in puppet. real life. It puppet in terms of like stick your hand up its ass and like that way any, or like any definition of puppet. Um. So, so I, 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 I guess it would be when I was in college uh for our sculpture class in oh our, like, the first big year, skeleton the big skeleton okay you've, yeah, you, we, right you've told me about the that. big skeleton yeah um, okay that's that can count as a puppet yes that would be the big 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 haggis one so it, it think the like i was about to say office depot the home depot like lawn skeletons that the are like 30 skeletons feet. yeah i guess not <sighs> hardy feet but Essentially that, but bigger and made out of, like, paper mache. How are the bones all connected to each other? Uh, they probably had... Uh, I forget what we did. Um, I, I, I want to say we just took, like, wire and kind of, like, poked it in and <laughs> tied them together somehow or, like, put hooks on them or something. Um... Was it that or was, did we all have like a did we all like because we, we paraded them down the street. So was this all con were that the bones all, all connected together and were they all like draped over your shoulders like the skeleton was crowd surfing on all you kids? Yes, it was like it was <laughs> crowd surfing. 
is exactly <laughs> what it was like. But I don't remember. Yeah, if we had like wire or if they had like hooks in them or if there was just like we just stuck like sticks in between in between them to like loosely hold them together. And we just took this thing down the, sh- the street. Right. Um, that was it. We had like a little Halloween parade thing. Um, cool. Yeah. Little local. How to get more of parade. those. What's I the asked puppet you've seen. I think I saw it last night. Oh. Our the Muni, the local summertime outdoor musical theater. Last night they did Little Shop of Horrors. That's their show this week. A personal Please favorite of mine. I've made you watch the movie with yeah. me on a very early review show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a formative text of my life. I love that movie. No time when I see the stage version am I quite as attached to it as I am to the movie. But I still see it whenever I can. I've seen it live like three times. And this version of the Muni was very impressive. The you remember there's the those three like doo-wop girls who are like the Greek chorus of the thing. They come out at the beginning. Exactly. They do all of that. They come mm-hmm. out at the beginning of the story and they give the prologue of on the 21st day in the month of September, in the early year of a decade, not too long before our own. They set the stage for this like cosmic being that is the plant that comes down to Earth. They come out and they have this like, like their, their spines are rigid, but their limbs are limp and like their heads are lolling to the side. Like they're really acting like we are puppets. Hmm. We are being like possessed by the the spirit of the chorus mm, telling me, you me, the story me, of me, the me, space me, me, marionettes. Yeah, yeah, like they have that kind of going on with their body language whenever they're in that sort of uh, meta level. N- not just when they're talking to Seymour about like, gee, some plant you got in the window. Like whenever there's sort of this outside force, they take on that physicality. And the same thing when, like, they first put the Audrey 2 in the window and that one guy comes in like, wow, what a strange and unusual plant. I might as well buy $50 worth of roses while I'm here. Like, that <laughs> guy comes in like he's being pulled from a wire in his chest. Again, like, chest forward, limbs limp. Like, he's just being dragged. Like, he's not a man. He's just Some like a invisible force. Right. Yeah, just pulling Every him once in. in a while, they'd hit it with that really, like, uncanny body language. I've never seen that before. And the Audrey, too. This sucker is a full body puppet. Like, they, it's not just like a little, like, hand puppet thing in a pot when Seymour first brings it out. It's like this huge thing on a cart he wheels out. When the plant grows, there's like a person inside who like stands up and they're in this like whole green like tube with a like a little bulb head at the end. And then the big version when they make the big Audrey too. Yeah. This thing's massive. And it's got all of these like sort of mouth leaves that like fold back and they're still sort of like those are puppeteered too. So they're sort of like wafting around. And then there's a guy in there. You see the guy clearly. Puppeteer, front and center, real star of the show. He's not speaking, but he's so expressive and he's so, so sweaty. It was like 95 degrees and like who knows how much humidity I, I last bet. night. A yeah. real nightmare. And he's got this like, like, 
it, like the head of the puppet. It's like the xenomorph. When the xenomorph opens its sure. mouth and there's a little mouth inside, that's what they did with this Audrey too. So this, all these leaves open up and there's a guy inside, like flapping <laughs> his hand with a little Audrey two head on it. That's like, I don't know, two feet wide. And it's attached to this vine. And he can leave the like big puppet structure and walk around. It, there's a long, Amazing. long vine. He like stretches around and like wraps it around Seymour. So the flowers like right up in his face. It's so cool. I've never seen that take on an Audrey 2 before. It's so That's big. Awesome. It's so wild. And then for the very, very end of the show, when they do the uh, whatever they offer you, don't feed the plants number which I know was like a, a filmed but deleted scene for the movie. It's not in the theatrical mm-hmm. cut. Then they have like this huge like Demogorgon thing, like this thing that's got like stilts. It's like hung up from like the catwalk over the stage, these big, big legs, big arms, like this massive spindly flower headed thing. And like that's that the last thing so you cool. see in the musical. <laughs> I love puppets. I love live puppets. I love to see them right there in front of me. This is such a dream of a show. I I had such a good time. <laughs> they That's really knocked cool. it out of the park with this one. Little Shop's like, in my experience, like a little tricky to do when I've seen it live, just because it's a fairly small, intimate show. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. have like a big ensemble cast or like big set piece numbers or a ton of choreography. That's more than like three people at a time. Like the big skid row number isn't that big compared to a lot of other musicals on this level. So sometimes when you see it on a big stage, it feels sort of like swallowed by like the size of the stage that's meant for like giant, like be our guest 42nd street numbers. Sure. Yeah. And I they, they did a lot better job just filling it this time. Like it it was a lot more like big and lively. And I I was very proud, very, very happy with this visit to the shop. That sounds fun. Sounds fun indeed. Check it out. Check it. Find your local theater. What's so funny about Little Shop of Horrors is when my high school did it, there is one local university that's like, we have an Audrey too, and we have a dentist chair. Because like, who's... You, you can't just use like a regular chair for the dentist scenes. And where are you yeah. going to go get a dentist chair? So there's one university that like has those two weird props and will like lend them out to every school in the area. Amazing. And this, of course, was a custom puppet job. But I don't know about the chair. Like I look at it and I'm like, how many little shops does one dentist chair see in its lifetime? It's looking at a piece of history whenever you see that dentist chair. That's fun, though. How how many theater kids have made out in that dentist chair? Exactly, exactly. (laughs) The world may never know. Ah, that's good. Um, Let's see here. I I wanted to do a little bit... uh, Kind of some Comic-Con highlights, Eisner Award winner highlights, a Beetlejuice 2 mm. update. We Beetlejuice. Did an update for Beetlejuice, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll start with, with uh, Comic-Con stuff here. So Comic-Con happened uh, this past weekend. 
Uh, and it was an interesting one because uh, all like most of the like television and movie studios all backed out. I think they knew the strikes were kind of just mm-hmm. about to happen. So it probably wasn't worth them spending all the money um, if people were just going to strike and then not be able to go there. Um, so, yeah, the it's <laughs> it's interesting because the Comic-Con was as a result more focused on comics huh mm-hmm. what do you know and uh it, from what i understand is that people really enjoyed that it was more focused on comics what do you know mm-hmm. comic con that was supposed to be about comics is still good when it's just about comics um but yeah there was all sorts of announcements and stuff i'm not gonna really go through them all um or anything like that, uh, but I might pull out a few here. Um, there's a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin 2, uh, mm. re-evolution. Um, apparently they liked this like post-apocalyptic version of the TMNT. I don't remember which one survived, or if he found the other ones, or if they're still alive, um, but that is the idea, right? It's like, there's one of them left roaming the apocalypse um there's stuff like that marvel announced this new book called timeless um which seems to be taking place uh in the in the it's like who is the last living superhero in the future at the end of time um and oddly enough the guy looks kind of like luke cage but with the uh, iron fist which is interesting Ah. yeah um Rom V announced that he has a two-year exclusive contract with uh, DC Comics. Um, So he'll be writing. He's been writing uh, detective comics right now. So he's been on Batman. We just read uh, the the many deaths of Mm -hmm. Lila Starr from from him over on the review show. Um, Mike Mignola, the creator of Hellboy. Um, just announced Giant Robot Hellboy coming ah! October 2023. So if you want to see Hellboy as a giant mecha, be on the lookout for all of that stuff, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I don't know how long it's going or if it is still going, but uh, Dynamite Comics uh, and Humble Bundle was having a Red Sonia uh 50th mm. anniversary bundle um you could get a bunch of red sonia comics again we read some earlier this year on the review show um stuff like that we also from what we did get of the tv stuff um we got a trailer for invincible season two uh which Ooh. looks really really awesome uh we even got a special like one-off episode of adam eve which is in the invincible universe um but one of the 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 main uh women of that show just gets her like here's her origin story here's everything she's been up to so that was neat that already came out um so if you have not watched that yet you can go do all of that Let's see. I'm try, try, trying to think here. What else is kind of worth mentioning? I know j- just today, not really with Comic Con, but Castlevania Nocturne just got uh, its first 
teaser trailer if you like the castlevania show on um netflix um that is out there let's see anything else uh I'm over here looking at the Eisner Award winners because we actually scanned over the nominees when those came out. Uh, Just for stuff that sticks out to me, best short story is the the Finding Batman story by Kevin Conroy and Jay Bone in DC Pride. I think that's very nice. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that his family all appreciated that. There's a lot of Tom King on here. Oh, yeah, there is for best single issue and one shot for Batman. One bad day. The Riddler by Tom King and Mitch Gerards. I read and best limited series. You got to pitch me. I want to read Human Target. Yeah, Human Target is incredible. And Melissa, (sighs) you would love it, I think. I know I would. It looks like my favorite local van. Yeah, absolutely. Um. (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, some interesting stuff kind of besides uh, those ones. Let's see here. Um, Let's see. Best continuing series Nightwing. Um, That's a good one. Chip Zdarsky's Public Domain got best new series. You told me about that one. Yeah. Yeah, I I haven't read that one, but I've heard good things. I'm interested uh, to check it out. Um, I've heard good things about do a power bomb by Daniel Warren Johnson, which got which, uh, won best publication for teens. Uh, um, Mo Willems and the pigeon stories are up here for best publication for early readers. My niece does <laughs> love those. There you go. Good stuff. Um, best writer, James Tinney and the fourth house of slaughter something <laughs> is killing the children when nice house on yes. the lake the sandman universe nightmare country the closet department of truth he's on fire he is i i'm very happy that now i can look at something like the eisner awards and say at least, hey, I, know I know like them. three or four of these names now yep indeed indeed um i i know we aren't always the best on shouting out like who the colorist is of some of the comics that we read or like who the letterers are um but jordy belair won best coloring um she is at like a, a mainstay in that category we've probably read a number of the stuff that I, she's that worked is, on i do know her name because she did the coloring for you you know the audio drama podcast, The Thrilling Adventure Hour? They yep. did a one-off graphic novel once, and her there work was in there. And I still remember it from this one book she from, like, so much eight stuff. years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you, like, throw a rock into a comic book right. store. Don't do that. But if you did, you'd probably hit something that she worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Uh, best web comic, Lore Olympus by Rachel Smythe on Webtoon. Um, Barnstormers got the best digital comic, which is by Scott Snyder and Tula Lote. Uh, that's on Comixology Originals. Uh, we've read some Scott Snyder stuff, uh, American yes. Vampire and uh, yeah. the... Um, God, the Batman book that he did with the Owl, Court of Owls. Yeah. There you go. That good Best stuff. Best comics-related so, yeah. book is Charles M. Schultz, The Art and Life of the Peanuts Creator in 100 Objects. 
which sounds intriguing. Just like pictures yeah. of his erasers or whatever. I am intrigued <laughs> to see that. And this is the shoe that he wore when he first created Snoopy. I don't know why he only wore one shoe, but here it is. <laughs> Mysterious man, Charles M. Schultz. Right. Um, yeah, so the Eisner Awards uh, all got announced during Comic-Con as well. Uh, so congrats to all of the winners for that. Um Kind of while we're here in pop culture stuff, Melissa, we have a Beetlejuice update. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Two. Uh, yeah, so I'm basically just pulling up this tweet that I saw. This is it. This is the update. The Vermont set of Beetlejuice 2 has been struck by thieves who made away with multiple props, including an iconic statue from the first film. It truly is iconic. It's that statue that Catherine O'Hara made with like the little hands, like the little like tendrils coming out of it. You know, it's the one that like then grabs yep. somebody from behind, like wraps around. It looks like a little like zigzag. I, you know it. You know what I'm talking about. It's that statue. I've got it almost a looks like a spine, but like flattened yes, out. Yes, in the center, a spine. Right? Yeah, it's. I've got a sticker that's this statue. It's an illustration of this little statue, and it says, "This mm-hmm. is my art, and it is dangerous." <laughs> and I put that sticker on my like work badge that I like flash to get in the door, and I've got that on my keys. So the image of this statue is with me every day. It truly is iconic. I do have a love for. This one prop yeah. from Beetlejuice. Uh, yeah. I, I am sorry to he- hear that it was stolen, but I was pleased to hear that it was around at all. Like it is part of the sequel or was supposed to be. Right. Yeah. Um, that's a, an, an interesting fact for, for sure. I, I, I'm assuming because all the, the screen actors and or the screen writers and the actors uh, have been on strike. It, you know, a lot of these productions have kind of just halted, and mm-hmm. the stuff is just kind of sitting there. I think. Yeah. Um. So, unfortunate for the set of Beetlejuice, but that is our Beetlejuice two update for this. You got to get one. You got to get a sound to play whenever there's a Beetlejuice update. Right. Two. I just got my tickets for the Beetlejuice stage musical that's coming Ooh, through town. Interesting. Yeah. That'll be fun. Whole family's going. I wonder if they have the statue now. <laughs> if you guys aren't using it, we will. <laughs> <laughs> the national touring company is taking right. hold of it. It's 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 actually the like only uh, other prop bes- besides the uh the dentist chair chair in. <laughs> <And> nobody can <laughs> that, recreate it right they just have to use that one in every single production <laughs> just one funny mm. stuff um that was kind of all the like pop culture stuff that i had and wanted yeah. to talk about nice work, you know we're girl. kind of at the end of the show here um but i at least wanted to shout out some things that i've been reading and while watching uh yeah stuff like that i'll start with this comic um 
This is Showa, oh. a history of Japan. Good old yeah. thick boy. Uh, this is actually Hefty. the second volume of four. I have all four of them kind of collected them all um, recently, and I have been slowly but surely catching up with all of my comics. Um, this is a book by Shigeru um, Mezuki, um, who I was not super familiar with, um, but I, I've, I've heard good things about the book and my comic book store, like the guy that works there, just went off about how incredible this guy is. He made someone, a character that's very recognizable if you live in Japan or are Japanese and are used to and familiar with all of that stuff, named Kitaro. Um, the little small kid with this little like eyeball monster that hangs wow. on the t- 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 top of his head. Uh, and they go around, I guess, adventuring with a bunch of different yokai and like learning cool. about them and all that stuff. And apparently he's done like uh, he is like one, I, I guess, like one of the experts on Japanese yokai over there. Cool. He just liked them so much and made a bunch of comics. Um, but with this book in particular, uh, it is a history of the Showa era of Japan, uh, which is the time period in which Shigeru Mizuki grew up. Uh, so it starts when he's like a young kid um, and goes through. Let's see, goes through. 1989, the year before ah. I was born. Um, I think that it starts in uh, 1925, I think, is when these books start. And it just it documents that whole history, what led up to Japan kind of getting sucked into uh, hiding themselves with Germany and Italy during World War II. um, Like how how they got into all of that. And then um, this. This book that I'm on now, volume two, goes up to 1944, so just before the bomb. Um, But a really cool, interesting fact that made me want to read this book even more is that uh, Shigeru fought in World War II, lost the use of his arm because he like it got blown off. uh, And that was his dominant arm. And yeah, he like he's uh, he had to like reteach himself how to draw and do art and all like all of the comics that he made is with his non dominant hand. And it's it's spectacular. Like he does these like really, really realistic renderings of like the the backgrounds, the trees, the headings. But then he has these like really fun like cartoon style characters uh on mm-hmm. top of that so there's this in- interesting juxtaposition but man to just like reteach yourself how to draw wild yeah i i i don't i don't think i'd ever be able to um but yeah so good stuff with that uh let's see i finished season two of gravity falls so i finally seen the whole thing That's amazing show i loved it good yeah. um 
We covered that way back on the review show a long time ago. Season one of that. Um, I started a K-drama called Vincenzo. Um, <laughs> Would not have expected that's a K-drama. Right, yeah. Uh, it's uh, he. So <laughs> the main character who goes by the name Vincenzo um, is er, he was a former consigliere is that the right word consigliere to the mafia the italian mm -hmm. he was like their right hand man he was their fixer yeah. he was the one that you know did all the stuff um and for some reason he quits and goes home um to korea and tries to he he wants to destroy this certain building because there's like 150 billion dollars worth of gold underneath it so he wants to destroy it so he can get the gold. But in this kind of derelict building, there's still businesses there. There's apartments in there, too. And there's uh, like some poorer people living there. There's two Buddhist monks who have a temple in the building. There's a guy who runs this Italian restaurant in there, and he's not a very good cook. So no one really comes into the restaurant. There's some older people. Uh, there's some like f former wrestlers who got hurt. And now like are out of their career and they stay there. Um, and he ends up defending them in this like long legal battle against some pharmaceutical company that is trying to uh, like take over the building and just like in destroy, destroy it in their own way. But it's this thing of like, I, I can't let this company do these terrible things to this, these people. So I need to save these people. But at the end of the day, I also want them out. And like, I don't want <laughs> them here. And so he's like slowly, I think starting to fall in love with them and then just be like, you know what? I might give the gold to you guys or who knows what, um, but it's an interesting one. Uh, and last but not least, I watched They Clone Tyrone on Netflix, yeah. which also came out Barbenheimer weekend, along with everything else. Um, mm -hmm. And it was an interesting one. I liked it. I don't think I truly loved it, though. Um, it was a good, fun little movie. It had a lot of really cool ideas. Diaz, John Boyega, phenomenal in that. Um, it's him and Jamie Foxx. And I don't remember the woman's name who's Fiona in the lead. Paris? I apologize. I think that's right. That that is ringing a bell. Yeah, it's it's good. It's fun. I in, in, enjoy enjoyed it. Um, I just kind of wish they explored some of it a little bit more. Like, it was only, like, an hour and 20 minutes. I feel like mm. it could have been longer to explore some of the themes uh, that they were exploring in that. But it was good. Good sci-fi fun. But that's it. That's all. That's all I got. That's nice. the update for this week. Um, nice rundown. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, but, yeah, I think. That kind of wraps us up for the week for this 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 here it's, podcast. It's um, we did another recording in front of this, so it's late now. We did. It's it, it <laughs> is late. Um, but 
But yeah, I think uh, we're going to have to start checking our schedules to see when we do our next fantasy draft down the road. I think it's in mm-hmm. September, like end of September, I think. Um, but I'm going to double check that. Yeah. Uh, it so can I'd be any time. On top of it. Truly. It really, any, really can it, be. Yeah. It can be earlier if you want more space between that and the next event, which is our fifth McRib Sterling we're going to do this mm. year, fourth or fifth. Yeah, Halloween special. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we got some good fun stuff coming up down the road. Indeed. But Melissa, where can people find you on the interwebs? I may be found on a Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit, W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. See me at your local theater, real excited about a puppet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities stuff uh you guys can find me at yo kyle springer uh on twitter and on threads and if you'd like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at the whatnots we are at the whatnots on twitter at the whatnots official on threads uh so please go like share and subscribe uh if you're watching this on youtube we got plenty more videos right over there for you all to check out go hit those that would be a big help uh, this has been number 246 of the Whatnots Captain's Log. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.